Welcome to my podcast, Unlocking Disney, where we talk about all things Walt Disney World, upcoming films, events, and more. If that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hey everyone, it's Maddie and welcome back to Unlocking Disney and if you're new, welcome. I hope that you're all well and you're ready to chat about Hollywood Studios because that's what this episode is based on. So Hollywood Studios actually opened on the 1st of May 1989, which means it's coming up to its 31st birthday, which is very exciting. Today we'll be covering must-do rides and attractions, restaurants, shows and meet and greets. And as you're probably aware, there aren't tons of rides at Hollywood Studios, but there are lots and lots of shows and attractions for people to enjoy. So pull up a chair as we unlock Hollywood Studios. So starting off with rides and attractions, we've got basically all of Toy Story Land. Part one actually because there's one that I haven't heard great things about. It's Alien Swirling Saucers. I've never been on it but I've heard that it always has a really long wait time and it's just really not worth it. So that probably gives you a little bit of an indication on the other rides that I'm going to be talking about. Starting off with Slinky Dog Dash. If you've been to Hollywood Studios and you haven't been on this ride I feel sorry for you because it is actually incredible. There was always so much hype surrounding it and I knew that the queue time was going to end up being really long when I was there so I did get a fast pass for it and I'm so happy that I did. Before I went on it, I thought that it was just going to be a little kiddie coaster. And I didn't think that I was actually going to think too much of it. Honestly, it's one of my favourite rides in that theme park. The next ride that I'm going to be talking about is Toy Story Mania, which is an absolute classic in Hollywood Studios. The queue is really fun, the theming is really innovative, and the ride itself is an absolute must-do. If you haven't been on it, it's a 3D shooting game. You sit in a cart of four people, two people facing forwards and two facing backwards. And the cart moves around a track and you have to shoot certain targets to pop up on 3D screens in front of you. It's a definite family ride and it's perfect for everyone. We're now moving over to Sunset Boulevard and I'm going to be talking about Rock and Roller Coaster. So I actually did this ride for the first time last year and we had a fast pass for it and I'm not going to lie, I was very scared to do it but I'm happy that I did because it was so so fun. I'm quite tall, I'm 5 foot 8 and the overhead restraints actually really hurt my shoulders but the ride itself is really enjoyable. It's actually the only ride in Disney that goes upside down. Pretty sure it goes upside down three times but again it's an indoor dark ride so you can't really tell what's going on. Whilst you're on the ride you can see lots of neon lights there's like a light up hollywood sign it's just a really crazy ride but i do really enjoy it and i definitely do it again the next two rides that i'm going to be talking about i haven't done because i haven't been in disney when star wars galaxy's edge has been open but i just want to start off by saying that i am not a star wars fan at all i've never watched the films i don't know if that's an unpopular thing to say but this land looks absolutely incredible and the rides look even better starting off with millennium falcon smugglers run you literally get to control the millennium falcon if you're a star wars fan i'm sure that that is very overwhelming especially if like you've grown up with films and then you feel like you're part of it but I totally get that it looks really fun and I'd love to experience it one day the next ride is the one that I'm most excited to talk about and it's Rise of the Resistance I don't know if you're like me but before I go on a trip I watch loads of vlogs and I watch loads of ride videos but actually I do that anyway I don't have to be going on a trip I've watched so many videos about Rise of the Resistance this ride is like another level if you thought that the technology was good for Flight of Passage watch videos on this ride it's actually insane words cannot describe how creative this ride concept is. It would just be amazing to get to ride this one day. We are now moving on to restaurants and quick service counters and the one that I'm starting with is my all-time favourite quick service counter. I just spoke about this in one of my YouTube videos so go and subscribe to me if you haven't already. Just search Mads Hope or go to It's Mads Hope Instagram bio and click the link. It's Woody's Lunchbox and for once it doesn't involve Disney chicken nuggets. My all-time favourite thing from this quick service counter are the top shows. Oh my goodness. Just imagine potato bags 
barrels with chili and cheese, sour cream, crisps, green onions. Honestly, it is heaven in a bowl. It's incredible. The next quick service counter that I'm going to be talking about is the Backlot Express, which is over by Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Let's be real, it always comes back to Disney chicken nuggets. I can't get across to you how much I love these nuggets. I think something that I just love about Hollywood Studios as well is how it revolves around movies and Hollywood. I mean, it's in the names, you'd assume so. But I feel like Backlot Express is like as if you were on set for a film, but you're on break and eating lots of food. I don't know, I feel like I'm on a movie set. It's so strange. So the next restaurant that I'm going to be talking about is an actual table service restaurant, and I feel like it's an experience in itself, and it is the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theatre. I haven't actually done this one, but I've heard loads of good things from everyone. If you don't know what this one is, basically it's a massive restaurant, but your table's a car, so you're sitting in a car and you're watching a film on a massive screen in front of you. It's the concept of like an outdoor movie theatre, where everyone just pulls up, sits in their cars and watches a film. That's what the concept is for this restaurant. I've also heard that the food is really good as well. Just sounds like a really good experience. And loads of people on Instagram said that it was one of their favourite restaurants in Hollywood Studio, so I felt like I had to put it in. The next restaurant that I'm going to be talking about is 50's Primetime Cafe. It's a table service restaurant and it specialises in American comfort food the way that mum would have made it in the 1950s. The inside literally looks like a 50s diner. They do chicken, mash, pie, pork, salmon, literally anything you could think of. They also do salads, so that's always good. The experience is really good, really immersive. You have to do it if you haven't already. And now moving on to what Hollywood Studios is known for and its shows and entertainment. Starting off with my personal favourite, it's the one that I do every single time. It's Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. This is such a good show and it can actually be quite immersive because you can get involved if you get picked. Actors perform loads of different stunts as if they're filming for Indiana Jones. It's so cool to watch the behind the scenes. Also, if you get a fast pass for it, you're basically guaranteed great seating. So if you can, I definitely get a fast pass for it. I know that when we went last year, we got fast passes for Indiana Jones, Rock and Roller Coaster and Slinky Dog Dash. And I think if I went back, they're the three that I would preferably want to get again. It all just worked really well. But Indiana Jones is definitely my favourite show at Hollywood Studios, so you have to do it if you haven't already. And even if you have, go and do it again. It's just great fun. Next, we've got Frozen Sing Along, which is quite self-explanatory. Basically, two royal historians take you through the story of Frozen. As they're telling the story, iconic songs play and the words are on the screen so you can sing along. But if you're a hardcore Frozen fan, like me, you do not need the lyrics. I watched it for the first time in 2017 and me and my sister just belted to every single song. Could sense people looking at us, honestly, it was absolutely hilarious. Next, we've got Beauty and the Beast live on stage, which again is just the story of Beauty and the Beast. It's a lot shorter, much more compressed, but you still get all of the best songs, all of the iconic scenes. You feel like you're watching a proper show. I mean, technically it is a proper show because it's at Hollywood Studios, but you know what I mean. It's really good for the little kids as well. Everything's very colorful, really bright, all stuff like that. It's also just really good if you want some time to sit down. You can treat it as some time out. If you're a big Beauty and the Beast fan like me, I definitely recommend it. It's just really good. Next, we've got Voyage of the Little Mermaid. So on the Walt Disney World website, the description for the Voyage of the Little Mermaid is, relive musical moments from the Disney classic, The Little Mermaid at this live action and puppetry extravaganza. So this show is only 17 minutes long, so it's not a big chunk out of your day at all. It's in the animation courtyard, so it's on the right just before you walk into Toy Story Land. I really enjoy it. It's good for all the family and above all, it's got aircon. So again, it's really good for some time out. I don't know if you're kind of meant to or you're allowed to, but I still belt out all the songs as soon as they're played. It's just so fun. I really love every single show at Hollywood 
Studios. Every single one is so different. They're just so magical. But all of them are my most used shows for during the day. And last but not least, we've got the Evening Spectacular, which is Fantasmic. So Fantasmic is on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios. And as the Disney World website says, be there as the forces of good and evil battle it out in Mickey's dream during this extravagant open-air nighttime musical. There's over 50 Disney characters involved, a 40-foot tall dragon, loads of floats and boats. People are actually allowed to arrive 90 minutes before the show. Personally, I think that's crazy. But I mean, if you want a good seat, go for it. It's really fun and it's my second favourite nighttime show in Walt Disney World, happily ever after being number one. It's just so fun and you feel like you're part of the story. It's so good. That's actually everything that I have written down on my list, so that wraps up this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to let me know on my Instagram, which is at DisneyGirlsBlog. The next episode will be all of my must-dos for Epcot, so make sure that you tune in for that. I'm honestly having so much fun doing this podcast, so I really hope that you're enjoying them as much as I am. Make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already so that you never miss an episode. I will see you all very soon with all of my must-dos for Epcot. Bye for now.